everybody, and welcome to another episode of Friends Till the End, your one-stop shop for all things Friends, as we critique the whole bloody show, episode by episode. I'm Michael. I'm here with my alter ego, Elizabeth. Hello, Elizabeth. Hello, Michael. How are you doing today? I am wonderful. How are you? I am sound as a pound right now, mate. Things what does that mean? It means things are great. Oh, it's good. sound as a pound. Yeah. Got four days off work. Getting my day drink on. Things are going well. I'm enjoying it. It's pretty great. It must be wonderful. Only the problem is I'm teething at the moment. Got my old wisdom teeth coming in. You should Finally have happened. Those out. We have a different way of doing it in the UK. Well, now what happens? They just grow in and then you just keep them? In. Just grow in and I keep them. Huh. Gotta keep all the wisdom. You need every bit of it. No. Well, <laughs> fair enough. Um, before we get into regular business, it's a, it's a special week for the show this week. We've been nominated for the Pod of the Week by Potter and Family, the network for sharing podcasts over there on Twitter. It's exciting stuff. Yeah. We've got a wee poll running. We're up against uh, three other podcasts. Exciting stuff. Uh, so we want to take a wee minute before we begin to encourage people if you are Twitter inclined, head on over to at Potter and Family. They're running a poll there. You'll see a list. We're on there with three other podcasts. Uh, if you want to help us out, give us a wee clickety click. And uh, yeah, let's get some votes going. We could use all the clickety clicks. We, we could. could get. Well, we could, yeah, take all the clickety clicks we can get. But honestly, you know, it, it's exciting stuff. It's uh, hopefully going to open us up to, to more listeners, which I think is the most important thing. Yeah. So. Yeah, if you have the time, definitely give us a wee click. If you don't have the time, tell a friend. Help us reach more people. That's that's what we're here for. Totes. So, we did just watch another classic episode. I mean, it Friends. has to have been. Uh, what an episode it was. It was, it was. And... Season 2, episode 15, the one where Ross and Rachel, you know. <laughs> also known as the one where Ross and Rachel fuck like bunnies. Ooh, yeah. It happened. Can't wait to talk about that. But first, we've got to get to our very popular segment. It's called Ask Elizabeth. Ask Elizabeth. Ask Elizabeth. Ask Elizabeth. Ask Elizabeth. All right, so this is the part of the show where one of our beloved friends over there on Twitter tweets a question for you to answer. It could be about, it could be about friends. It could be a hypothetical. It could be, you know, getting your thoughts on things. It could just be life advice. It's, it's, it's good stuff. Who's it from this time, Michael? This one's from at Movie Man Understroke again. Uh, Movie Man reviews over there on YouTube. Bloody good film reviews, and I would know a thing or two about them. Go over there. Good stuff. He is. He's got a, a, a long question for you. A long one. Yeah, and I think this okay. one might be quite tricky for you because you don't listen to podcasts per se. But your question is: If one of the cast members started a podcast that you would want to listen to, who would you want to do it? What would their podcast be about, and why would you choose that person to start up a podcast? Hmm. That's an interesting one. Mm -hmm. So you've got to, yeah, you've got to multi-layer it. This is a multi-layer question. So Who do you want to podcast? Who? What do you want it to be about? Why do you want them to do a podcast about that thing? Hmm. Do you want Talking Dinosaurs with David <laughs> Schwimmer? Do you I'm, want... No, I'm, I'm, I'm torn between two people, Chandler and Phoebe. Okay. And it's not just because... But, but are we talking Chandler and Phoebe, or are we talking Matthew Perry or Lisa, and Lucy Kudrow? Oh, well, I'm assuming the characters as they are. Is that right? Cast members. 
Oh, crap. I don't know anything about all the real people. Um, okay. I would want a podcast by Jennifer Aniston, then. Okay. And I would want it to be about... Celebrity goss? How, how to navigate... How to navigate the, the acting scene. Mm-hmm. As someone who had a haircut named after them, and as someone who is stereotypically beautiful, how she maintained her success and how she didn't get swept up in, I'm going to take roles for looks and more so roles that showcase what I'm capable of as an actress. So sort of like a, an insider, inside inside Hollywood kind of thing. Inside the studio type All thing. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. And I, I would like that because I feel like she's definitely one of the most successful still. Mm-hmm. So she should have more to say. Um, but also because I never really give her shout-outs on this show. and No, you don't. That's true. That's a shout-out for Rachel. All right. I mean, for Jennifer Aniston. Cool. Mm-hmm. I would like uh, a serial-based um, investigation podcast from David Schwimmer investigating what happened to his career after Friends. Oh, oh where'd it go? God. Nah, I'm just kidding. He's done very well. He was in that O.J. Simpson drama last year, and he's he's he was fine. Greenzo on Thirty Rock. <laughs> yes, exactly. He did. He had a wee run in uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm a few years back. He's doing fine. You I, know, you know, I thought you were. Seriously, going to say something about cereal, like the food, mm-hmm. before you. Oh yeah, I want Matt LeBlanc to, to do just, a... just eat cereal and tell mm-hmm. me about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Frosted flakes, they're good. Bit too sugary. <laughs> but corn flakes. Oh yeah, now we're talking. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good too. Oh man, so many possibilities. Well, thank you for that question. Yeah, it was a good one. All right, we're gonna get into this episode, Elizabeth, and this is something that bef- before we jump right in, it's something. I probably should have posted at the end of the last episode. The end of the last episode, we saw Ross and Rachel have a nice little smooch. Kind of sets them up. It looks as if them dating is going to be a thing going forward now. How, how do you feel about that? How do you feel like now, here we are, like halfway through season two. It's been built up all this time over the last season and a half. And now we're finally going to get it. Like, I, I don't know, like, sometimes you spend so long building something up on a sitcom, it never quite pays off, you know, I think the classic example is, like, when Niles gets together with Daphne I and Frasier. I was just thinking that. Like, mm-hmm. and to be fair, they built up a lot longer, that was over, like, five or six yeah. series, but, like, when when they got together, it just never quite felt right. No. Do you think that's going to be a problem for old Ross and Rach? Um, no, because I don't think they're going to end up together. Okay. So I think it'll be fine and cute and dandy and they'll probably break up a lot and get back together a lot and blah, 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 blah. It's a real Ted Mosby and Robin Scherbotsky <laughs> relationship. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. So, no, it hasn't changed it much for me yet. But then again, this is the first full episode we've seen them actually together. Yeah. In a relationship or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, I think I think that'd be a good question to ask me a little bit later down in the season. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. But I kind of hope that it doesn't change anything. It doesn't okay. make me like it any less or anything. Oh, I, I don't think so. As I say, we're, we're hitting... This is the golden period we're mm-hmm. going into. It's going to be good. So, yeah, the one where Ross and Rachel, you know, aired on the 8th of February, 1996, to an audience of how many, though? Oh, Elizabeth, boy. that is the question. What was the last one? Uh, I don't have it written down, but it mm-hmm. was in the 33 million... Region. Okay, right and and it was lower. 
It, it's lower than last time. Um, <laughs> it was lower than $33 million. That's the only clue I can really give you, I'm afraid. I think it was 32.1. 32.1. 32 32.9. Ah. Which, if I remember the rules to this game correctly, that means you got it wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to I get, know. what, half a million, right? Yeah. Okay, I remember that. So bad luck. So we open in the bachelor pad, Joey and Chandler, mm -hmm. Joey and Chan Chan. Joey is flashing the cash again. We saw it like last time around, he was paying off Chandler and giving him money. And giving him bracelets. Giving him bracelets, yeah, flash kit. This episode, he seems to have corrected it. He's given Chandler a gift that he actually might want. Yeah. Couple of lazy boy chairs for the apartment. Do they get a new TV too? I don't know. They don't reference it in the intro, but then later on people are talking about how big the TV yeah. is. And like how, how it looks like the picture's coming right at you. So I think they did. Yeah, but it, it's not very clear here. It certainly was a big TV going out the way. Very, you know, very boxy. <laughs> very, you know, guys, hey, it's 2017. We've got flat screens now. <laughs> Couple of losers. Yeah, it was big. There's like a huge set that was connected from the floor all the way to the top of the TV. But the screen wasn't that set. big. No, but the whole thing was like boxy and bulky and yeah. yeah. Back in the day, looking back twenty years ago, that's what TVs were like. The screen is almost like a square. Now we've got like the long, yeah, like wide screen. Nah, mm -hmm. Not back in the day. Not back in nineteen ninety six. No. But anyway, they've got these lazy boy chairs. Uh, you don't know it yet, but these chairs are kind of iconic. They're kind of like with the ah, and the lining back, and like ah oh, ah. Oh, you pull the handle and you lean back. They're gonna be. Iconic as to not just in this episode, is what they're, you're saying? We're going to see those chairs, man. Those chairs, they're basically, they're going to become the new, like, they're, we're, well, put it this way. We're going to see the chairs more than we're going to see fucking Ben throughout the run of this season. Oh! It's also kind of dropped in that Joey, now, this was, they used an actor term that you're going to help me with, but they, the show picked up his option or something. Yeah, potentially that he might have been an option as a character to continue or not. Is what I'm guessing. Right. I don't know, because that's film. Yeah. So, most likely he was like an option to continue. Right. Because when, yeah. when he first got the job, it was four episodes. Yeah. At least four episodes. But now it seems like now he's going to be a recurring in. character. Yeah. How much money is he making per episode on, oh, Lord, on, on Days of Our Lives? Yeah, like America's longest running. Amount. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Good for him. I think for the reruns. No, they don't rerun soap operas. Don't they play it like a few times in a day? Or is it just like... Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I've never watched it. No. At Friends Pods, let us know. Wow, we don't know. We can't do a... This isn't a Days of Our Lives podcast. That can be our next one. <laughs> we can't. We wouldn't be able... We would never finish. Wait, what's the one we're going to do after this? What did we talk about? Someone was asking... The, well, not asking. I volunteered us to do Seinfeld after this. But no, we'll do... We're not going to get to the end of this, Elizabeth. No, we are going to get to the end of this, but... I don't want to do Seinfeld. It's so good, but I've seen like at least ten episodes. But so. Simpsons. We gotta do the Simpsons. Oh, the Simpsons. That's what it was. Thirty years of Simpsons that we can cover after this. I love. I mean, we're still in the opening credits. We should probably move on. But like, okay. I loved seeing the um, the lazy boy chairs there. I, I'm not a big fan of the leather. I don't like. Don't really like a leather chair to sit in. You know, in the summer, you kind of just stick to it. It's not that great, but. Oh, lazy. I, I had a Lazy Boy chair for a little while. Someone just was giving it away and I got it. It was in good nick. It was like comfy. Oh, it was like sitting on a cloud, Elizabeth. <laughs> Missed that chair. Had to give it away. Very sad. But... You should get one. Uh, well, we'll see.
wouldn't get anything done. It would be the end of this podcast if I got mm. a lazy boy chair. But that's true. We'll wait till it. It can be your celebratory present for finishing the podcast. All right, I'll hold you to that. No, that you buy yourself. <laughs> no, 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 no. Anyway, hit the cue the Rembrandts. So let's get this show on the road. We open back in the apartment. Everyone's kind of hanging out, looking at the chairs, looking at the TV. Phoebe isn't very happy because it's leather. It's like, oh, cow had to die to get you this, these couches. And they're just like, shut up, Phoebe. We don't want to hear it. She's just joshing around, right? Well, I mean, I'm sure she was a little bit dismayed as a vegetarian. but She's putting her agenda on, everyone. You have used this podcast in the past to push your vegetarian <laughs> agenda, so I'm don't give me that shit. Yeah, true enough. Go pescatarians. So Woo! if we got couches made out of salmon, you would be fine. I would not be okay. <laughs> Ross and Rachel are setting up a date in the apartment. In front of In front everyone. of everyone. They kind of go to kiss, like, standing in front of the TV. People are like, no, no, don't want to see that. It's like, oh, well, you're all happy enough to purve away on them in the last episode when they kissed. Uh, well, Especially that was their, Joey. Like, first one that everyone's seen. The other kiss that they shared was in private. So now no one wants to see it. We get witness of a very rare sight. Happy Ross. Don't see this very often. You know, he was talking about sun shining, birds singing. It won't last. Yeah. We've we probably seen it tw- two other times. I think it's fair to say when Ben was born, fair enough, he was happy. And when he had sex with Julie for the first time, you know, he was skipping oh, through the streets yeah. and there was the old ladies on the bench. Oh, man. So his happiness directly comes from the result of someone else. Isn't that interesting? Are you suggesting he doesn't love himself very much? Oh, I'm not suggesting anything. I'm just... Ross maybe is more complex than I give him credit for. So they are making a date. They've got their first date that night. Exciting stuff. Someone who's not so happy about it is Monica. And although she doesn't come out and say it, we know she's jealous. That her brother is seeing someone else. No, she's not happy because Rachel had agreed to waitress for her. She is catering an event that evening. Yeah. So she's like, you help, You said you would help me. And she's like, oh, well. And Phoebe volunteered to do it. Yeah, good friend. There she is. Well, that is, it's in the name of the show. Yeah, that's nice. I mean. Friend stepping up. I don't know if she is ever a waitress. She seems like a jack of all trades, but that's nice. You know, like put her, whatever she's going to do that night up to the side. Help out Monica. So that way Rachel can have her date. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone Good wins. Stuff. Everyone's Good happy. Good yeah. stuff. God, I love Phoebe. Joey and Chandler are kind of glued to their seats. They're going to be there throughout the episode. We'll 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 reference them because they pop up along the way, but they don't have much of a an arc. The big joke is they don't get off their asses for the whole time. They're watching TV, eating food. Sounds like the dream. Bonded, yeah, pretty good. Again, I can relate <laughs> to it. It's been me. It's been me today, and I've got three more days of it. Amazing. Keep rubbing it in, buddy. Keep yeah. rubbing it in. Monica goes to her catering gig. Uh, she is catering for a friend of her parents. And wouldn't you know it, it's old Richard, a.k.a. Tom Selleck, looking dapper as fuck with his manly, manly mustache and his tuxedo. What a guy. Well, Here he is. Like, I... You know, you see him on screen and everyone's like, woo! Yeah, you got an audience cheer. Well, it was a cheer more than a, like, a woo! Oh, okay, fine. Yes, it was like a yay, whatever. Yeah. And, you know, he lets he lets Phoebe and Monica into the apartment. They have all their stuff to help prepare for this. Mm-hmm. I think it's like an ophthalmology-type gathering, so a bunch He's, of eye doctors. It's very, very formal. Like, people, the men are wearing tuxedos yes. for what is just... 
It's like a house. It's a catered house party. It's a catered house party, exactly. Who knows? Maybe he does it every year. Maybe it's something special. Whatever. So, yeah, she is doing that. And so they get this cheer. He gets the cheer. Mm-hmm. And I, it's I Tom said, Selling, man. Am I supposed to know who that is? Tom fucking Selling. And, well, now, I, now I know, but you just you, was walking in. I didn't really, I don't know. It could have been anyone. Uh, and you seem to have some sort of crush on him. Elizabeth, <laughs> I don't know if I crushed. Oh, this is it. Blushing. I've been been plugging it for since the the beginning of the season. My favorite recurring character. He's here. Well, that's a spoiler, everyone. Richard Burke, Doctor Richard Burke. So he's a recurring character. Yeah, well, people they know. I don't know. Well, it's set up. He's going to be there for a bit. Recurring could mean three episodes. You don't know. Okay, fine. He's here. Hooray. And, like, everyone, both Phoebe and Monica seem to be like, whoa, like, swoon. As well as my friend Michael here. And <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> and I'm wondering to you, Michael, is it the mustache? Is it the dimples? Is it just his it's just, confidence? What is j- it? For me, he just kind of exudes what a man should be. He's just hmm. tall and striking and, and, and very suave. He's a, he's, he's, a, he's a real man's man. He's definitely your type of man. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to try and be as professional as possible for the rest of the episode, but I literally get a big goofy grin on my face talking about him. So we'll, oh, my goodness. We'll, let's Look just... you. Stop it. <laughs> So, do you need me to take over the podcast here? <laughs> so, he's so great. They have a really funny back and forth. Like, Monica asks him about his divorce, and she gives like the little fun, the little head tilt. And he's and he does, yeah, people give me the head tilt when they ask about the divorce. It's a sympathetic head tilt, and I do the, the, the nod of I'm okay. Mm-hmm. And it's all very funny. And right away, you know, he's laughing, Monica's laughing, Phoebe's laughing, they're all having a great time. He's making them feel very comfortable in his home. And of course they needed to add a, like a, oh wow Monica, I haven't seen you since you were, well you look a lot different because, you know, clearly she was bigger in high school when, mm-hmm. when she knew this man because he's a friend of their of her parents. Yes. And yeah, so they need to throw that one in there again. Yeah. But, so basically implying that she's Beautiful, she's grown up into, you know, the swan yeah. type thing. Not such an ugly duckling anymore. Not such Well, we saw how she was. She was fine. Oh, she, yeah, she, she was, was just carrying a little bit a little bit of weight. Yeah, so it seems like he thinks his own party's kind of a drag. He keeps coming out to Phoebe and Monica just to escape mm-hmm. all the friends. He, and there's yeah. a spark there. There is totally a there's spark. There's a spark. And they make a cute couple. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? Oh, such a cute couple. I'm, I'm, Monica's in there too, not just Tom Selleck. Like <laughs> no, I know. Okay. No, good looking couple for yeah, sure. Yeah, they would be adorable together. Do you know who Courtney Cox is married to? No. Do you know who David Arquette is? It sounds like a name I have heard in my life. I don't know where you would know him. Like, I'm sure. Is he a I, singer? No, no, he's an actor. He's in like the Scream movies. Never seen him. No. He is, it's just funny. Like, he is, he's fine, but he's basically the exact opposite of Tom Selleck. Short. He's just, he's, no, no, he's got a fine head. He's just like a little bit weedy. He's a bit of a nerd. It's just like... Let's see him. Uh, all right, hang on a minute, everyone. Oh. No, yeah, he's he's cute. I can see them together. He's fine, but he's yeah. not Tom Selleck. Well, Let's be honest. Why, why would she end up with him just because... Because they look so great together. 
Well, what comes up in this episode is that he's 21 years older than her. Mm. And that's something that she struggles with. But we'll get to that. So things are going great with them anyway. There seems to be something there. Meanwhile, Ross and Rachel go on their first date. Things seem to... Well, it doesn't start off all that well. They've been to a movie. Ross makes the bold decision of taking her to a subtitled movie. Like a foreign language movie. On a first date? Come on, Ross. Nah. Especially since she she mentioned she couldn't really follow it, but because she didn't want to wear her glasses for the date, and she needed apparently her glasses to read. So it's like, well, geez. Yeah, and just like, it's all very well and good. Like, if you like foreign movies. Like but I think really he, into film. I think he knows Rachel well enough to know that that's probably not the best choice for a first date. Maybe he's trying to be cultured and yeah. exotic. But that shit might fly with Julie, but this is Rachel. She's... An uncultured she's a, swine. She's she's fine. Look. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I'd be thrilled if someone took me on a date to a, a, a foreign language film. But I, you hear you know, that, everyone? You read the room. You, you hear you know, that, you, Tom? He knows Rachel well enough to know that that's not her thing. So, off to a bad start. Nice yeah. going, Ross. They make out a little bit. While they're making out. While Rachel's got a mouthful of Ross. She oh yells out... She yells out Monica, which Ross points out, it's not a great idea to yell your sister's name when you're kissing someone. Which we were very surprised at, based <laughs> yeah, on really. their physical interactions. Yeah, once again, you're not fooling us, Ross. Mm-hmm. Rachel, unlike Ross, knows what her partner likes, and she is catering to that here. Anyway, they've got the place to themselves, so things get a little bit hot and heavy, I suppose, uh, until Ross touches her butt. And then she starts laughing. Yeah, she starts giggling, and he's like, oh, God, like, what have I done? What? Mm-hmm. And she basically says, it's like, it's us. Like... It's the Niles and Daphne effect. It's just, like... Well, I, well, when she did it, I thought maybe that she wasn't, like, sexually attracted to him. And Ooh. it felt weird Ooh. for for him to be doing that because they had been friends also mm. for a long time. They've known each other for quite a long time. Mm. So when it came down to it, it was just, like, kind of... Kind of maybe more like brotherly in, in what maybe what she thought. That's, that was my first impression. Yeah. But then she, she felt really bad and she's like, oh, no, no, you touched my butt, touch my butt. And he's like, no, you're going to laugh at me. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how, what to do if I'm doing it wrong, you know. The moment's gone. Yeah. So she tried to get him to touch her butt. He was like, no. Mm-hmm. At the back at Richard's party... Phoebe is, like, sort of calling Monica out. She's like, you totally, like, you know, you guys like each other. And she's like, no, he's just my dad's friend. It's fine. But then she alludes that she's made an eye appointment with him. So she'll see him again. Well, yeah, because I guess she had had one, like, a month or two ago. And she made Presumably not with him, then. Right. Right. Yeah. Yes. But she's made another eye appointment. Mm-hmm. So she's there we still, go. You know, you can never be too careful, Michael. I guess not. There's a hot man involved. No, oh, clearly not. Joey and Chandler are ordering food. Uh, they have it sent to Monica's place so that they don't have to get up. <laughs> they're, kind of genius. They're watching infomercials. They're just watching whatever. I mean, this is back in the day before Netflix, before hundreds and hundreds of channels. This is before your HGTV. I mean, what are they watching if not hours of Fixer Upper? I love infomercials especially the knives that cut through things this or is the vacuums this is a very american thing we we didn't get them 
it's just an advert, but it's like the length of a TV show or like... Yeah, yeah. And like they show you all that it can do and it's really fun to watch. It's very satisfying. And then usually, you know, they have the offer and then they'll like throw in something else uh, if you call in the next 10 minutes. See, we had specific channels for that. Like QVC. Yeah. Well, yeah, we have QVC. Right. Yeah, it would be on like the the more local channels and whatnot. It's not like it would show up in between sitcoms or something. It would be on certain right. channels. But man, or like um, really early in the morning or late at night, you might see him more. If you're up at 3 a.m., more channels might have infomercials on. I mean, I watch a lot of television, and I can't imagine I would ever be in a position where I would ever want to sit down and watch one of those. Yeah, but the, the fact is they probably just didn't have a remote or didn't <laughs> want to get the remote to yeah. change it. So they're just like, yeah, let's just watch what's on. Yeah. And no, they can be really good. The knife ones. Like, if you watch a knife cut through something so perfectly, ugh. Nah, you got YouTube now, though. You don't need to watch a full infomercial for that. I know, but back then, man. I guess. I guess. Ross and Rachel have a conversation in their apartment for some reason. they Rachel wants to make it up to him. She wants to have a second date that night. They talk about going out for a nice meal and, and, and what have you. Uh, during this scene, we notice not only is the creepy clown cookie jar there, <gasps> there's another clown on the counter. There's two. Why do they have so many clowns? Maybe it represents them because they're both kind of silly, especially Chan Chan's like, what clowny guy? He's funny. I mean, I most guess. people associate clowns with being funny, and then the other half associate them with being terrifying beings. Yeah, I, sp I, I guess. I don't know. But uh, I, I think this is a shocking new trend. I think for every episode we've got going forward now, they're going to remove one kitchen item and replace it with a clown. Oh, God. And like by the so end scary. of season five, it's just going to be... The whole apartment. everywhere. Ah. Oh, God. I hope not. That's a terrifying trend. <laughs> so, yeah, she wants to make it up to him. So we'll see. Monica has an eye exam. She goes in. She sees Richard again. He gets up very close and personal. Very close and personal. You seem to think it was bad form. It just seemed every eye appointment I've ever been to, no doctor has ever gotten that close to my face with their face. Mm -hmm. Usually there's a machine in between or they have enough space where it doesn't feel like you're about to kiss. And that is surprising because you have dated pretty much every eye doctor you've ever visited. Oh, everyone. Yeah. Without fail. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just and they time. never get that close during the exam. They keep it never. very professional during the exam. It, and until I, until we're, we're all done. Okay. And then it, professionalism gets thrown out the window. Of course, very good. So they have a tender little moment, which is nice. Like he gets very close, and they kind of look, and it's like, yeah. just this, you could cut the sexual tension with a knife, mm -hmm. which I is know. good. You were thinking the same. They're thing. They're very I'm much overcompensating over compen for the the distinct lack of sexual tension coming from the other two people going on dates at that point. Ross and Rachel. I know. Okay. So Ross and Rachel are about to go out on their second date when Ross gets a page. There's a big problem at the museum. Yes. The Australopithecus, Elizabeth. The Australopithecus. What's that? It's one of their things in the museum. I think it's like a era of man or something, the Australopithecus. They're in the wrong place. It's as close to a paleontology emergency as you're ever going to get. Why wouldn't someone just fix it if they knew it was the wrong place? They, well, they put it in him. the wrong place because they don't know. He's the expert. So he had to go down and but sort it all out. Who knew that it was wrong even to tell him? Wow, who indeed. 
That's that's what the what the show should really be about. Yes. The rest of this episode. So anyway, the he has to he drags Rachel into work basically to go and rearrange this display, and we get a nice little callback to season one, episode two, in like that big display case from the museum where Ross was working when Carol version one, the original Carol, came oh, up to him and yeah. said and told him that she was pregnant with little baby Ben, little baby Ben growing in her belly. Oh no! What? Is this a foreshadowing thing? Oh shit. Did you just did you just ruin no, something for me? No, no, no. Okay. No, no, no. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, there or, they are in the display case. Ross is trying to fix things. Rachel's kind of hanging out looking at the junk of the mannequins. Yeah, what the hell? I don't know. Weird. Yeah, she's like checking them out. Checking out like cavemen penises. Yeah. Weird. Monica and Dr. Burke during business hours, I suppose. <laughs> Nine to five, Monday to Friday. Yep. They've had their eye exam. They're kind of like lingering with their goodbyes. He gives her eye drops. She's about to leave. He gives he gives her a little kiss on the cheek to mm-hmm. say goodbye. She gives him a little kiss on the cheek. And then they're going at it. Mm-hmm. They are going All those at eye it. drops just mm-hmm. drop to the ground and they're kissing away. And yep. oh. Yep. So anyway, she makes a date. She makes a date with him for later on. Mm-hmm. They're going out. She does talk to Ross about it before Ross goes on his date. And Ross is like, you've got a date with Richard Burke? Who's Richard Burke? Oh, Dr. Burke? And she's like, why? Why is that weird? And he's like, he's weirded out by it, but he's trying to pretend not to be. And he's like, oh, I love that man. He's He's been like a brother to dad. Which I thought <laughs> was a pretty good, good line. line. Yeah, he's, he gets some good lines, Ross. He does yeah, all right. he does. Yeah, probably the best line of the show. Because he's the main character. No, I don't think so. We'll see. Yeah. So they're on their date. They're in Monica's apartment. They're just kind of hanging out, shooting the shit. They're talking about his daughter, who is Monica's age. Yeah, that's kind of weird, huh? Mm-hmm. And then he starts whipping out the pictures of his grandkids. Yeah, like Monica. Two-year-old grandkid. Yeah, Monica's like, wait a minute, you're a grandpa. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when it kind of hits her yeah. that she's very attracted to and has now kissed not only a friend of her parents but someone who's a grandfather i think the friend of her parents thing is weirder than the grand like you can like he, yeah. he's only you know he's 21 years he's 48 yeah so he's 21 years older than her yeah is that too much too big of an age gap to have a serious relationship with or mm-hmm. just a kind of i mean know. it's a stab we know monica prefers them young preferably <laughs> in high school Ick. Well, At no, least it's 21 her. years and it's not going the other way for Monica. Oh. <laughs> so, are you asking in, to, to live out your relationship status together? I guess. 21 years difference? Okay, well, let's not look too far down the line, but let's say they're clearly a, there's clearly a spark, there's clearly chemistry. The first date has gone famously. Where would you go from there? Would you go for a second date? Well, yeah. Right. Yeah, might as well just see. And that's kind of weird. I think that's quite quite a significant age difference. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's it doesn't seem weird though. They seem all right. It seems like I mean, it probably helps that Courtney Cox is probably a little a good bit older than. She's not twenty seven. <laughs> for Christ's sake. Oh, leave her alone. She's stunning, but like, no, come on, bless. So yeah it looks as if they're sort of like oh this is weird maybe we shouldn't do this and then they go to say goodbye again and they fall into the old trap another 
little kiss goodbye, and then another little kiss goodbye, and then they're at it again. Yep, it's the lead-in. Mm-hmm. The lazy man's lead-in for all writers. Honestly. Yeah, there was probably a better way to do it. Like, maybe, like... I've done it once. Like, have, him, have him leave and then realize he's left his jacket, and as he leans in to get the jacket, they smooch again. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, just, not like, again, just not with the, the kiss on the cheek. Yeah. And kiss you back on your cheek, and yeah. So that kind of wraps up for them. It's just kind of... It's not... It's not explicit where it goes from here, but it seems like we're going to see him again. Yeah, it is not explicit. You let the cat out of the bag. All right, well, if I didn't let the cat out of the bag, did, did you think that was going to be it? Did you think we would never see him again after this? I wasn't sure because so many times people come and go, or they you think they're going to stay and then they don't, or it's just the one episode. Okay, but this is Tom fucking Selleck. Okay. When you get Tom Selleck in. But f- going forward, I don't want to know. Okay. You can't, you can't ruin that for me. All right, me. well, spoiler alert. He's going to be in at least one more episode. Fine. Okay. I know, that gets your engines right I can't up. wait. Let's watch it right after this. <laughs> or just watch that one again. I don't care. Either way, it's all the same. I'm surprised you don't have, like, posters of Tom Selleck all around your room. No. <laughs> Not that you've found. <laughs> Back on the date for Ross and Rachel. It's too late for them to go to dinner. Ross has ruined it with his stupid paleontology nonsense that nobody cares about. He wants to make it up to her, so he takes her to the planetarium section of the museum. Mm-hmm. Puts on a little star display. Uh, it starts doing like a voiceover explaining the stars. He turns that off very quickly and then turns on some music, some very romantic mood music to set the mood. This blew my mind for a couple of reasons. The first reason is why would it have the option to like play music? Like, that wasn't, like, the radio... Like, they have a CD played up. Yeah. Tune, like, ready to play, like, a touch of a button. Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. The fact that he even knows how to work it, because it's not like he works in that part of the well, museum. Well, that's true as well. And also, wouldn't he get in trouble because aren't there cameras? And if he's, like, waltzing about with mm, someone else that doesn't work there? I don't know. There might not necessarily be cameras in there. Either. Okay. I don't know. But, I mean, maybe he's gone in there before and has tried it out for himself or has a friend that showed him how to use it and... Yeah, he like he like he knew his way around the planetarium's control panel. But the other thing that is crazy about this, and and I'm conscious of the fact that we've gone on our usual amount of time, but strap yourselves in, folks, because this episode is probably going to go double the amount of time. The song that he plays is is "Wicked Fucking Game" by Chris Isaac, right? That's what it's called. The song is called "Wicked Game." Oh, but wait, didn't we talk about that? Yes. Well, this is it. It's by Chris Isaac, who, not two episodes ago, was on this fucking show, playing not Chris Isaac. So, are we living in a world where Chris Isaac pretended to be this guy and nobody noticed? Or are we, because it's a world where Chris Isaac exists, or are we living in a world where this guy who dated Phoebe two episodes ago looks exactly like Chris Isaac isn't Chris Isaac, but Chris Isaac is still a person. And if he does, if that is the case, why is nobody saying this guy looks fucking like Chris Isaac? You know what I think? What? I think that Phoebe helped him out with his singing, and he got discovered, and that was the first song he recorded, and then now it's popular, and he played it on the radio or whatever that CD is. Okay. His time has passed. I can just about go along with that, but his name was quite clearly Rob in that episode. Mm-hmm. So why is he Chris Isaac now? 
We don't know that's Chris Isaac. It's just mood music for the background. Whoa. That's not the... Okay, but in the second part of the episode, oh, we boy. talked about it. There was a sticker on the record store label that said Chris Isaac okay, on it. They're doing something. Maybe Chris Isaac is one of the producer's nephews. I don't know. They're just showcasing him like, as much as they he, can. Did he even have more than one song? I don't understand. I didn't even know that one, man. But I know it's whiny But, like, weird. it's... It's so ridiculous that, like, two episodes later, they're playing a song by this dude. Like, you could pick anything. You could pick, like, fucking Kiss of a Rose by Seal or, like, I don't know, any romantic song in the world at that time. And they go with that one. It's madness, Elizabeth. It's Maybe madness. Maybe he was sponsoring the show. <laughs> Even then. And you know what? I'm up in arms about this. This is not the only time that such a ridiculous continuity error will will come up. Okay. So watch out for it. The thing is, though, like, okay, so I've seen all these episodes. I didn't notice the Chris Isaac record in the store. I didn't notice Chris Isaac on screen because I didn't know who the fuck that was. Right. And I didn't know that that song that was being played was Chris Isaac. So, so you know, you, like, research into it and whatnot, and you know these things, but maybe many viewers wouldn't have even, they might have seen him on and been like, oh, cool, maybe notice the song, but they would have never noticed him in the in the record store. Like, that is just... Right. I'll forgive the sticker on the window because that's just a fun little, like, Easter egg that is just there for the Eagle Eye viewers. And I'll forgive, like, I'll forgive the whole thing, but it was three episodes ago that this dude was in the show. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Pick another song, or give maybe wait a season before you drop in one of his songs. You're gonna be okay. I'm furious. If it weren't for Tom <laughs> Selleck, I I would have. Yeah, Michael. Hey, Michael. Yeah. Think about Tom Selleck. He's gonna be back in next episode. There it is. The All mood's right. gone back to normal. So anyway, it's very romantic. This date, it's going very well. <laughs> I thought you meant the moment. You well, were the music. <laughs> yeah, that too. Uh, the music. Chris Isaac has done his job. You know, we watched him sexy on the beach with that girl in his music video. And it's having the same effect for Ross and Rachel in this planetarium. It is, huh? Because they start start kissing, Mm -hmm. and Ross is like, Rachel, you're not laughing. She's like, well, this time it's not funny. Or something that I didn't think was like this most romantic ever in the world, but whatever. And, uh, yeah, they kind of start taking each other's clothes off, whatever. And then then (laughs) cut to... Them. No, 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 no. You're missing out a really important bit. Oh, okay. The bit where they, like, like they're going at it and they roll over. And, like, you hear, oh, like, a little... Lord, you're right. And Rachel's like, oh, what is that? And then she's like, oh, no, that's okay. Don't worry about it. And Ross is like, what? Oh, no, you rolled over on this juice box. What did 11-year-old Michael do? I had no idea what was going on. So they that's make, pretty like... pretty dirty. It's like a... It's not as dirty as, like, the blowjob incident. No, it's not, but that's a... It's a but well, it's it's a, pretty, it's a pretty adult suggested. joke. It's a it's a premature ejaculation yes. joke, which is pretty great actually. It's pretty good. I mean, Ross has got some powerful sperm. If she is noticing that dampness through his through his pants, well, didn't she hear like a sound of? Oh, wow! Well, I don't think it was a sound though. I think she feels like she felt a a moist explosion. <laughs> Come on, man! That was <laughs> rough. Give me a warning next time. And she just thought that there was some rumblings. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Well, regardless the, and that of that dirty part, mm-hmm. 
it cuts to them presumably naked, mm-hmm. covered in like under like a bearskin like, blanket. Yeah, like <laughs> boar hides. Yes, yeah, boar hides. Mammoth mammoth. Woolly skin. mammoth skins. Mm-hmm. In the same glass display case. I guess a display case as before. Uh-huh. It was when they were talking before. And um, I'm wondering how they even got there. <laughs> right. now, now, did they, you know, have sex in the planetarium and then move over there and fell asleep? Or did they have sex there, too? Did they sleepwalk together? Did he, like, pick her up and, like, carry her mid-coital? Like, there? Like, I yeah, like, mid-coital. <laughs> yeah. What a, what I a I mean, that's a magical place. That's where Ross found out about his first baby, and this is where he wants to make more babies, I guess. I guess so. There you go. It, it's it's just strange. I don't get it. And the episode wraps up. They wake up and they're like, oh, it's great waking up together. And then they look up and they see that the museum is open and there is a, a, a class of small children and a nun and presumably a priest all looking through the window at them. Mouths ag- agape? Agape. Aghast. Aghast. They're agog. Aghast. Mouths aghast. Ross, presum- the episode ends, but Ross is immediately fired for that. Like, I mean, there is no reality no. where he would be able to keep his job after That's that. That's what I struggle with. Unless, though. like, he was able to run away before he was identified. No, that, that uh, that's what I don't love about sitcoms. They're just so unrealistic. And I know it's for, like, the laughs and whatnot. And, but, like, come on. He would... First of all, they would never... He would be fired. Look, Elizabeth. We're living in a universe where Chris Isaac can appear and play a character who isn't Chris Isaac, and then just three episodes later, we can hear a Chris Isaac song, and everybody's meant to be okay. There's no fucking rules anymore, Elizabeth. It's the Wild West. Ross can do whatever he wants and not lose his job. This is, this is taking a lot out of you. This episode is a, a whirl of wins. They've gone mad. They've gone mad. And so have I. Well, I mean, what's I've gone next? full comic book guy. Oh, Lord. And then the episode ends with jo- uh, Joey and Chandler hanging out. The fire alarm goes off. They still won't get up. Nah. Very funny. <laughs> 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 so much to do this episode. She waitressed. And she, oh, yeah. she chatted with Joey and Chandler for a while. She didn't do much. She didn't do much. No. no it's it a was, week. Yeah. No. They can't, can't have something to do all the time. Well, what's next? Oh, I don't know if I want to tell you the name of this next episode. It is a very spoilery title. And I don't think you're ready for it. It's the 40th episode of The Run. It's season 2, episode 16. Brace yourself. (gasps) Oh no, does Phoebe? What happens to her? The one where Joey moves out. He moves out? I don't know. What's Chandler going to do? Because he's not... They're just getting on so well. they got the chairs. The bracelet buddies, what's going to happen to them? I don't know. Wow. Well, the thing is, mm. it won't last. Just like all the other things well, in the show. In sitcoms, lasts. generally, it's a rule of thumb that everything will be back to normal by the end. They're going to fight and then it'll be fine. That's what I imagine. I hope so. Anything that happens early on in the seasons won't, won't be true towards the end. So mm-hmm. that's just like Ross and Rachel. Okay. Uh, okay. We'll see. All right. I hope you're sure. Well, he probably moves up because he's making enough money and he wants his own place and... <laughs> well, so, we'll, just, really we'll, we'll just have to see. We'll yeah. just have to see. Okay, well, we'll get excited. to that. But until then, 
and it won't be too long because this episode came out late, but it'll just be a couple of days away. Mm -hmm. But until then, we'll we'll bid you adieu for now. Well, thank you all very much for listening. Uh, a friendly reminder uh, for the next week until the twenty eighth of April on the Friday. That is when the voting stops on the pod of the week over at Podern Family. So if you want to help us out there, head on over at Podern Family. They're running a poll there for Pod of the Week. We are up for that. Give us a little clickety click if you want to help us out. If you want to help us out in other ways, you can just give us a follow on Twitter, at FriendsPod, join in the conversation. We've had some really, really, really nice correspondence this week, actually. Some people just, like, sending some really nice stuff. Um, it's it's really great. It's kind of like the, you know, we're never going to make any money off of this. That's for sure. We don't do it for money. But, but like... We love it. Yeah, we get really, really nice, like, feedback. We get really nice chats with people, and, like, that's that's worth its weight in gold. So definitely join in on that if you want to be a part of it. It'll cost you nothing. Come on, come and chat. You're here because you like friends. We like friends. Come on over and chat to us on Twitter. Nice to hear from you. And if you do want to help support the show, help us reach a larger audience, obviously telling a friend word of mouth is very important and very helpful, but also leaving a nice rating review over on iTunes is definitely a good way to get us to a bigger audience as well. So thank you very much for that in advance, and thank you all very much for listening. This has been the Friends of the End podcast with me, Michael, and whatever your name is over there. You're not Tom Selleck, so I don't give a damn who you are. All right. Okay, chum. See you next time. All right, Michael. Bye, guys. Bye.